exciting episode on Life Through the Eyes of Jesus with your humble host, myself, Cece. Today, I have a very important guest who is very special to me. <laughs> she is my cousin. I feel like I've known, I've known her all my life. Um, and in fact, the fact that I'm bringing her on here, I feel very privileged. I feel very honored to have you here, Karen. And so I just want to say thank you again. Uh, for choosing to come on my podcast to talk. <laughs> so I would like for you to just, you know, introduce yourself a little bit to our listeners so they get to know who you are, you know, what you do. Just a brief introduction. All right, thank you. Um, it's a privilege to be on the show as well. Um, opportunities like this are, they don't come by every day. So when they come, it's always good to grab a hold of it and make the most of it. Yeah. Um, yes. As you rightly said, um, my name is Karen, Karen Anabechi, and I am a mother, a wife, a mother to two very amazing boys. Um, I'm also a worship leader in our um, local assembly and um, also have my regular nine to five on the side. So. And so Karen, thank you once again for hopping sure. on. Um, sure. I, I know I shared this briefly with you, what we wanted to talk about today. And I started a series on Christianity and focusing yeah. basically on, you know, Christianity being personal, but not private. And I don't know if you recall sometime last year, I actually did ask a couple of questions. I was like, I feel like I got to that aha moment where I was beginning to say, wait, hold on. What have I been doing yeah. all these years? You know, I've been a Christian all my life. I was born into a Christian family, but then I felt like I got to that moment where I had to sit back and ask myself, what does it really mean for me to even say I'm a Christian, right? Um, I was sharing recently with a friend and I said, in, in 2020, I had an encounter where the Holy Spirit kept telling me that there is more, there is more. Yep. And I was wondering what that more meant. I was wondering, and I knew that there was somewhere God was trying to take me through. He was trying to get me away from where I was to where he wanted me to be. And exactly. when my eyes started opening and I started trying to understand what it really means to be a Christian. What is this work with God supposed to be about? And that is really what triggered this conversation. And I just yep. want you to share, you know, with our listeners, what your own perception of Christianity means. First of all, before we even go there, I want you to just take us a little bit on what your journey as a Christian has been. I feel like I've known you all my life. and <laughs> Exactly. I know, work, I know what your work with God has been, you know, so I can actually speak to it. But I want you to just share with our listeners what your journey as a Christian has been so far. Wow. It's uh, hard to put that in a few minutes, but I'll do my best. Um, I think for me, I was born into a, what you would call a Christian home. My, I was privileged to have a grandfather who was a priest. So that kind of brought the family to know God as far back as my grandfather's days. And then parents were also believers. So somehow I've grown up around 
the Christian teaching, having to fellowship in church, and the likes of it. Yeah. And the things that come with being brought up in a Christian home. I would mm-hmm. say I've been privileged. But there's always a point you get to in life where you God for yourself. It's not yes. the God your parents told you about. Yeah. The God taught about in Sunday school or the the teachings that your grandparents gave you. You have to know him for yourself. Because yeah. when hard times come, it's the very essence of what you know, who you are, and your convictions that will hold you at those times. Yeah. So as much as I grew up in that um, Christian family, I got to a point where I had to know God for myself. And I would yeah. say, um, luckily enough for me, I was able to do that at a much early age in life. Um, and I know when you find God early, there are certain mistakes that you might not make certain scars you don't get to that's right know experience because you found him early you made the right choices points you know so that's how it's been with me and then also growing up getting married married to an amazing man who's uh more or less a pastor if you would Um, (laughs) he also comes from a very good christian home so it's been it's been a continual journey you know, and raising our kids also in the same things that we've been taught as well. Yeah. Um, it's been an amazing journey. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. I think the, the one question I wanted to ask is, has there been any point in your walk with God where you had to sit down and reevaluate or examine yourself and ask yourself if there was something you were doing wrong or something you were supposed to do that you weren't doing oh yeah that always happens that happens to everyone yeah um as long as you're on earth there are always times when you kind of want to second guess yourself when you're like am i really sure people sometimes will throw you hard questions and make you go back and really think Mm -hmm. you you know could hit a, a a bump on the road you could have a challenge you could have unanswered questions there's certain things that happens in life that we don't seem to have clear answers and would have expected things to have gone differently expected god in quotes to have handled it differently yeah Uh, so at when you get to those points you ask questions i i remember back in college i had a little challenge once and i call it little now it felt like a big deal (laughs) and it happened while i was doing the things that God would have wanted me to do and I was so upset with God like how could he how could he not you know come through for me Mm -hmm. I was so upset with him I can't remember the exact details but I remember having told myself you know I'm not going to show up to the fellowship meeting back then in Christian fellowship meeting so I was so Mm -hmm. upset I'm not gonna go to church I'm not gonna go to fellowship I'm just gonna wait it out because God did not show up when I needed him (laughs) after everything I'd done you know and then in the middle of my being upset with him I wish I could remember exactly what happened but there was a profound thing that happened then and all I could see was God's loving kindness just being extended to me yeah. on a different issue. He was yeah. so loving. So, and I, I remember that day I sat down in my room and I cried. I was like, 
even though I was upset, even though I was doing a tantrum and doing what I was doing, mm -hmm. lashing out, would love me enough to do this thing for me, you know, something even bigger, something even more. I wasn't even thinking about. Yeah. And then I understood what the Bible says when it says that the love of God is what leads us to repentance. Mm. Image of God as someone who's out to get you. Just make that mistake and he'll throw you in hell. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> love, you know. So even when we get to those trying times, I've had times when I had losses, but if you look very after a while, in hindsight, when you look at those situations, you can still see there was a bigger plan. There was something better. Mm -hmm. God made a way somehow, you know, and mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you really don't have anything to be angry about. You don't have anything to complain about. Mm -hmm. You know, the Bible says on that day when everybody will appear, both those that don't know him, those that know him, those that lashed out, those who served him, yeah. when he makes his judgment, everyone will say, your judgment is true. Yeah, that's right. You know, so, so you, you definitely come across such challenges, but if you give it time, you would see that even in that challenge, he's still God. Yeah, you would still say will still see. some of the questions might not be answered in this time. Oh yeah, Paul says we will know more. You know, when we appear in heaven, we'll know more. Even as we are known, we'll know a lot more. Does that word Christian mean to you on a personal level, aside from what the world thinks it is? Uh, when you get married, I know people these days can choose to either keep their last name, mm -hmm. change it to something else, or bear the name of their significant other. So most times it will be the ladies taking up the man's name, which is traditionally what's been done. And when you take on that name, it's assumed that your identity has changed you're now married you're now someone else's uh, spouse you know when we become born again i prefer to use the word born again because that's exactly mm -hmm. what jesus used um there is a change of identity we are identified by him even before god's eyes he sees us through the lens of his son he says we are become he has become our righteousness so yeah we have become translated into this new identity that we get through having accepted Christ in our lives. Yeah. Now, just like you said, does this, does Dozier uh, in your previous um, episode, people use that name probably as derogatory for all oh, this bunch of fanatics followers mm -hmm. of that guy that was hung on the tree the other time, mm -hmm. you know, um, and they call them Christians. But Society, and I would say in our present time, has put a label on people who say they are Christians. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, those religious people, those fanatics, those people who are rigid, you know, they yeah. have an organized religion. That's the word. Um, it's organized religion, you know. Mm -hmm. But it's so much more. And yeah. I, I, I tend to say this because most of us don't wear a badge when we go out to work the supermarket mm -hmm. to the gas stations to say i'm a christian yeah you know but there's something about you that gives you away mm. if, if people don't know if they eventually do find out they'd be like oh well yeah i can i can i i, I think you're right she is a christian um i shared with you once where i was in the office i never openly gone out to preach to anyone you know like any yeah. of my 
teammates to say, oh, I'm a Christian, you know, mm-hmm. one of the boats. But I remember they curse. When they cuss, uh, my supervisor back then will be like, oh, sorry, Karen. Sorry, Karen. I'm like, <laughs> I never said anything. I, I never, <laughs> why are you apologizing? You know, and uh, another one of my superiors, um, I remember in a conversation in the team, you know, some people were just frustrating my team and then they got so upset and one of them was complaining. And I was like, Karen, you know what? You should just tell them this and tell them that. And then she was like, no, Karen will never use such words. She's not, she's going to wow. be so I laughed because somehow I without even knowing it you know people were yes yes so people people believe that this is another extreme people believe that they can be good people live good Mm -hmm. lives you know even do some charity work you know when Paul described religion he described religion based on those things. He said it is giving food to the hungry, looking after widows, helping the poor. Those are acts of religious people, mm-hmm. you know. But Christianity is more than that. It's both the lifestyle and what you have received on the inside. Mm-hmm. You know, it shocked mm-hmm. me. I remember back when I had just come out of college, I would go out for evangelism with a group of people. And a good number of people we meet will say, oh, I'm a Christian. How do you know you're a Christian? Oh, I was born into a Christian home. Oh, good. Um, when you get talking with them, you find out that it's the same issue of uh, the man in the Bible, Cornelius. Cornelius, mm-hmm. but I kind of think about it. The Bible said he was a devout man. Yeah. The Bible says he helped people. He was very he was a, a very kind person he even fasted that was some christians have a hard time fasting this man didn't mm-hmm. know god and he fasted so yeah. he had a good heart you know if yeah. anything he could go to heaven but the bible said his good deeds came up to god as a memorial and god hmm. was like if i let this man continue right yeah. there's still something missing i still don't see the righteousness of my son in him Wow. You know, he's been good he's done a lot of good things you know and the, the 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 bible lets us know that he god gave him an instruction to reach out to mm-hmm. this peter in joppa and he'll come mm-hmm. and he'll tell him what he needs to be saved you know so mm-hmm. doing good deeds i hear people say oh i don't need to go to church i'm a good person i'm that even at that there's still something lacking god says even our righteousness is as filthy rags yeah you know it's, if it's not righteousness through Christ, it is filthy. At the end, it's not gonna. If you try it through fire, it will not pass. So Christianity is much more than that. It's the lifestyle. It is the change that has happened on the inside. The change of identity. That's. It is the fact that you have been enlisted into the Lamb's Book of Life. It's like an insurance policy. This is awesome, Karen. If it is yeah. not righteousness through Christ. And that is that is so key because most people think that self-righteousness, you know, awards them that title of being a Christian, so to say, oh, I'm good, you know, because I go to church and yeah. I do good deeds, like you said. It's beyond that. So I, I've come to understand that, yes, Christianity is actually not just being born into a Christian home, not going to church, it's not being, you know, having high moral standards, it's not giving out to the poor, to the needy, just like you said. And it is just not a title, right? It is both the mm-hmm. lifestyle and what you received inside, which is awesome. 
thank you for sharing that topic. Now, the thank other you. part that I wanted us to really talk about, right, is the aspect of Christianity being personal. It's very personal because I have to make that decision that I want to, you know, be born into the family of Christ. Because that's the way that I see it. If I choose that I want to be a Christian, I'm choosing that I want to be born into the family of Christ. Um, mm -hmm. Just like you said, you would rather use the word being born again, because that is where mm -hmm. it starts. And I remember that I was talking to Big B one time, and he told me that, you know, being born again kind of brings you to the door, right? It's yes. now walking exactly. the walk that now defines you and starts bringing that your Christian identity out. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. I, I, when I read, each time I read the book of Matthew chapter five, that talks about salt and light and how we are the salt of the earth and we are the light and all that. I always like to read the message translation because the way it explains it. Yes. Yes. Let me just read verse 14, right? It says, mm -hmm. you are here to bring light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God mm -hmm. is not a secret to be kept. We are going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? Mm -hmm. I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that, I've, now that I've put you there on a hilltop on a light stand, shine. Right? So you give an instance, a very logic example of something that happened in your job and how they see you. Now, this is not because you said anything. You didn't have to go to anybody to say, I'm a Christian, quote and unquote, right? Mm -hmm. It is your attitude, it's your personality, it's the way you react to things, it's the way you behave. And I'm sure mm -hmm. that those are the things they observed and said there's something different about this young lady, right? Yes. That makes yes. them not want to see some certain things around you. You know, mm -hmm. so there is some moral standards they've seen, right, which has made them attribute you mm -hmm. to whether or not they tag you as a Christian, it doesn't matter, but they just know that you're different. Yes. So I feel like for me, that is your light shining, right? It is not mm -hmm. so much about you holding a microphone and preaching on the streets <laughs> that yeah. you, know, you gotta give your life to Christ, so I'm a Christian or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like God has given us that opportunity to be able to shine our light in that tiny little corner where we are you know whether it be in your local church or you know in whatever social group that you belong to whatever ministry or at your place of work it's just being able to shine that light and you know being the light that shines in that darkness because everywhere we go outside so long as we're in this world there's always darkness and we have to shine our light but now when you're talking about you know going public with your christian identity does really speaking out about it, like, I know some people are very vocal, some people can be very vocal about it, some people can just, you know, go about and talk to people, or, you know, I'm a Christian, I won't talk to you about God, but to what extent, because I know everybody's different, to what extent should we really be doing this talking about Jesus? Um, I, I think, for me, one thing that I would say that usually holds me back is... I think about my life first. I start asking myself, am I, good, am I a good example first for me to be able to go out to be telling other people about Christ? So what do you think about that? I think that is where I'm trying to get to. Yeah, so I think that happens to everyone, right? You want to make sure that you're on top of your game before coming out to tell someone else, hey, you come and join the bandwagon that I belong to. But sometimes yeah. I find out that that is some of the lies the devil tells us to make us hold back from doing what God has called us to do. I'm a strong believer in people being attentive to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. 
you might not even go to preach to someone. God might just make you strike up a conversation with somebody who's going through something. Mm. And you just say whatever it is it puts in your heart and you get that person's attention. And by the time you're done, the person will now be the one asking you, are you a Christian? How do you know all these? How come you're... And that presents you the opportunity to share the word. Mm. Um, So predominantly, I think it's more of being led by the Holy Spirit. And then... Um, they are when when Jesus was leaving the earth, he sent his disciples to a specific place. He told them how to start. Start from um, Judea to Samaria to all the mm-hmm. ends of the earth. If one of the disciples wanted to be smart, you know, and says, no, 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 I'll do it my way. I'm going to go to other parts of the earth. And then when I'm done, I'll come to Samaria and then come back to Judea. Maybe I grow old there, die, and then I'll be buried with my people. He would have struggled and struggled and struggled and still have not done what God had asked them to do. So sometimes opportunities might come for you to share with a close neighbor or yeah. a colleague in office and the office is going through a lot and you've been trying to encourage them and then an opportunity comes and it presents itself and you're able to share um, the word with them. And they're more receptive at that point than, you know, working up to the person. And I know why you're asking this question, because it's kind of a little harder in, in this society to share. Um, mm. than it was back when we were younger, growing up, um, exactly. you could just walk up to someone on the streets and start talking to them. You don't have all these laws and rules and regulations that kind of keeps you from being as vocal and as open about your faith. But even at that, you still no matter how you try to hide it, you can't hide that light that you carry. Yeah, Something is going to bring you out. No matter how hard you, hi- you hide it, something's going to bring you out. Where um, I would have a problem is where someone who is supposed to be a Christian is dabbling between living the life of, an um- of, of those who do not know God. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then even the person who knows you from afar as being supposedly a Christian, you know, belongs to a Christian family, comes from a, goes to a Christian church. He looks at your lifestyle and he's, he sometimes asks himself, you know, I'm even better. You become a stumbling block to that person's salvation. Hmm. You know, That's so true. those are That's two true. extremes. If it's just the devil just telling you ideas in your head, like, no, 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 no. I've seen God even use an unbeliever to lead another unbeliever to come to know God. Hmm. You know, mm. so God restricted in any way. You can't restrict him. He says, if you will not praise him, the stones will cry out. Yeah. You know, it's just unfortunate because the blessing that would have come to you by doing what you were supposed to do, you don't get it. Yeah. Someone else gets it, you know. Hmm. So okay. I, I believe strongly in being led by the Holy Spirit and being mm-hmm. sensitive. You know, he gives you opportunity to share the word when people are ripe. You don't even need to tell them too many things and they open up their hearts and they receive God. That's, some that's, people, yeah, when some people are not yet ripe for harvest, you keep telling mm-hmm. him, it's, it's, like, it's like taking an ax and going to the tree, trying to cut down the tree. Mm-hmm. You keep hitting the tree, hitting the tree, hitting the tree, nothing's happening. You at some point might give up. But if you continue, after a while, that tree is going to come down. Yeah. And that after a while for me, he's ripe. when he's ripe, you don't even need to say too much. At that point, he's ready to receive God. And that was on being also being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And when that time comes, he will push you. He will lead you to that person. And he will put the words in your mouth to say. Because another thing is like, what do I say? Exactly. He puts the words in your mouth. 
it, it might not even be what you expect. It might be you walk up to someone and you start talking sports or fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the most ridiculous topics, and then it ends up leading you end up leading that person to Christ. You know. Yeah. Awesome. One last question I'm going to ask you before we go is, um, so I forgot what scripture that I was reading, but it was talking about, you know, being holy, like our father is holy, right? And I kind of struggled with understanding that scripture, you know, considering the fact that we are mortal beings and we are prone to sin. How can we be holy like God is holy, right? <laughs> and I was, I, I've asked this question so many times, and I, I don't seem to. I think the only way that I understand it is the fact that you know, we just have to keep striving. You know, like how the Bible reminds us to keep working out our salvation with fear and mm-hmm. trembling, right? Mm-hmm. And you know understanding the fact that my righteousness is in christ jesus and so regardless of what i do of course i'm not going to continue sinning but Mm -hmm. knowing that i'm a mortal being and i can sin but that does not mean that i cannot be holy so i think i'm trying to understand how can we be holy like god is holy so i think the 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 thing here will be a change of perspective Mm. as long as we keep seeing it as something that we have to do will never measure up. Hmm. I hear some people singing songs and say, oh, you don't want me, you, you don't want me to be perfect. You just want me to, you know, keep trying. You don't want me. The Bible said, when God spoke to Abraham, he said, be perfect, even as I'm perfect. This was a man that didn't have the Holy Spirit, that wasn't born hmm. again. You know, at, at their time, the Holy Spirit had not been revealed. It will come upon them. It will go, you know, they, they didn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. They were not born again. Mm-hmm. Right. And God tells this man, be perfect. Walk before me and be perfect. So that's the walk he has called us. But as long as we keep seeing it as something that we have to do by ourselves, we will keep falling short. We'll keep mm-hmm. falling short. That's why the first thing I talked about was our righteousness, mm-hmm. um, not being of ourselves, but we are the righteousness of Christ. Christ is our righteousness. As long as you start with understanding that, that kind of takes away the pressure of you thinking it's something that you'd have to do. Mm. How would you under, How would you describe the scripture that says, um, in I believe it's in James, if I'm not mistaken, um, where it says, you're born of God, you have the seed of God in you, and you cannot sin. Mm. And you'd be like, but I, 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 <laughs> think i didn't say the complete truth yesterday I, 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 you know well the bible was emphatic and says you if you have the yeah. seed of god that sin nature is not in you permit me to say you don't go longing to go commit sin it's not your nature it's not your default you don't go out planning how to sin mm. you could find yourself stumble and fall and that's where you have the blood of jesus that that was going to happen he wouldn't have made that provision for you yeah. So you have the blood of Jesus. And what the devil does, he's, he's, the, he's the expert in doing the bait and switch, you know, mm-hmm. leads you astray, leads you astray. And then he, you know, goes ahead and attacks you and makes sure he destroys whoever it is. So you make, you make a mistake, you sin. It's not your nature to do that, you know. And instead of going to God to make amends and get back in the right place with God, 
the devil will tell you, oh, you did this. Oh, God will never accept you. Oh, and you want to open your mouth and come and worship God with this thing you did yesterday. You think God forgive you because you prayed the prayer and asked God to forgive you. You think, you think, you think. The Bible says when God forgives you, he puts your, sea in the, your sin in a sea of oblivion. He doesn't remember it. Yeah. He does not remember it. So sometimes it's you forgiving yourself. That's mm. the problem. You know, um, um, that work of perfection is still what yeah. God calls us to do. I mean, if you are aiming for, if your goal was to get an A, and for some reason you fall short, you hit like a B plus, you know, you won't have fallen too sh- too far from where your target was. But yeah. if your goal was to make an E or a D minus, you know, and you get an F, mm. you know, yeah. you won't be surprised either. So God sets that standard because that's where he is. That's who he is. He's pure. He's up there. You know, he sets that standard. But then he gives us the Holy Spirit who helps you live that life. So it's not your human struggle. And then he also made provision for his son that died and shed his blood for you. So that when you fall short, he fixes you. So that work of perfection, that work of, 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 of perfection before God is possible because all these provisions have been made. Hmm. You know, you're still human. He understands that. The Bible says we have a high priest. You can't get a high priest from somewhere. He has to be from among the people that he is ministering to. The Bible says we have a high priest. And every high priest is taken from amongst men. Jesus Christ came. He lived here on the earth. He knew the weakness of the flesh. And he has gone up to God. He makes intercessions for us before the Father. You know, so we have, if you ask me, I feel like we have a wonderful package with salvation we have a wonderful package and it's you'll be wondering what happens to people who are out there who don't know god who are not in this blessed reunion that we have with god they don't they don't enjoy the same privileges and packages that we have you know so that walk of perfection is accurate that's what god wants us to strive for you know would we stumble yes we would but it's not our nature to do that yeah. You know, because at the point where you become born again, that sin nature is removed from you. Whatever lies the devil tells you, if you look at what God says, whatever God says is what stands. And he says, yeah. when he looks at you, he sees the righteousness of God. So you stumble. You have the provision of the blood of Jesus. You have the help of the Holy Spirit. I bet you the certain things that you've done, the certain circumstances that you've been through, certain people you've dealt with that when you come back and you think about it, you'd be like, how did I even handle this? It was the helper. <laughs> It yeah. was the helper at work yeah. in you, suppressing what your your flesh would have wanted to do in that circumstance. That is so true. You know? Wow. Oh my God, Karen, I wish you could go on and on. <laughs> I know. I know. Go on and on, but this was really insightful. Thank you so much for sharing this with me. I really, really appreciate it. Karen. Thank you for Thank having you me too. too. God bless you. God bless I'm you too. That, um, this will bless everyone listening and that you all will be able to share this with someone you know one thing i would just leave us with is the fact that jesus loves you he wants you he wants to have you he wants you to walk with him and in him and i pray that you know because my plan my goal is really to encourage you know a body of believers and even unbelievers as well just to come into that fold to come into that fold which is what jesus which is what he really wants and i pray that this um podcast will really be a blessing to someone out there karen thank you once again for coming on god bless you thank god bless you, you.